Good morning, everyone. It is Tuesday, September 27. Big Sports Breakfast, Sky Sports Radio. Very good morning to you wherever and however you are listening as we count down to the NRL Grand Final. The Battle of the West, Sunday evening at a core stadium, Penrith and Parramatta. What about the scenes there yesterday at Kellyville at the Parramatta training base? Up to 5,000 members had registered to go and watch the Eels train yesterday. Probably didn't get that many, still got... A few thousand uh, great scenes there, and I'm sure that would have hit the Parramatta players right between the eyes of what an opportunity they have to end a 36-year premiership drought. Loz, morning to you, mate, and uh, they're all coming out. Mitchell Moses trying to emulate Peter Sterling, Brett Kenny, all of them, the legends of the mid-'80s from Parra, and uh, what a chance this team has got. Yeah, morning, boys. Um, yep, yeah, it's a big week for Parramatta, no doubt about it. 36 years is a long time between drinks. Uh, but they're a side that's capable of winning a competition if they can get their style of footy on. Uh, Penrith, though, they'll be hard to beat. They're a mighty club. What they've been able to achieve in the last three years has been something special. They've won all the junior grades, they've won reserve grade, and now they just need to top it off with a premiership with first grade. Uh, this is their third grand final in a row. Um, and as I said, they're just a very, very good football side. But the unknown is Parramatta, how they handle the occasion, what's the driving force behind um, their performance on Sunday. Uh, individually, can they all bring their best game? Because if they bring their best game, they can win. Um, there's no doubt about that. We've seen Parramatta um, start well against footy sides. They've beaten Penrith twice this year. Um, you know, there's some talk about Nathan Brown possibly coming back into the team. It'll be named at 4 o'clock this afternoon. Looks as though Taylor May won't get up from that hamstring injury that he suffered in week one of the finals, and Charlie Staines will hold on to his position in uh, Penrith's side. Uh, but Parramatta, they've got a few tough decisions to make, whether they go with Wonga Blake, whether Tom Opachik, uh check uh, passes his fitness test on a hamstring, whether they keep... Uh, Bryce Cartwright on the bench, uh, whether they include Nathan Brown. So there's a lot to discuss if you're a Parramatta uh, coach. And when they sit down today to name their team, I'll be interested to see what 17 they come up with. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating when those teams come out later today. Morning, Pup. Morning, boys. Morning to our listeners. Yeah, I watched, um, I saw some of what Braith and Astor were saying on Fox 360, I think it was last night. And I think you made a really good point. Having um, Brad Arthur on the on the, on the bench... Uh, Brad Arthur on the bench. His son, not the coach. Jake. Um, Jake, yeah, on the bench. Oh, I think if one of these Parramatta halves goes down, I don't think they can beat Penrith anyway. So if Mitchell Moses, for example, gets concussed and has to come off the field, I think Parra Cook. So I, I think Brace made a great point that you're better off putting someone on that bench that you can have, you know, 15, 20 minutes worth of impact than having someone as a precaution in case one of the two halves goes down. And I, I think he said it very well. I think that's spot on. I, I think they need, for Penrith, for Parramatta to have any chance of beating this Penrith team, they need everything to go well for, for the entire team, but certainly for their half and five-eighth. Well, Denny Widler and, and Michael Chemis have written in the Herald today, and Denny will be on, as always, after 8 o'clock this morning, that it'll actually be Bryce Cartwright that he would come in for, this is Nathan Brown, rather than Jake Bartha. Yeah, I'd leave Bryce Cartwright in the team. Mm. I'd have him there because he can play in the halves, he can play in your back row, he can play in the centres if needed. And he's got more versatility than Jake Arthur. And I think that a cameo from Bryce, he can win you a game. He could give you 15 minutes of gold. Um, mm. You know, 
I, I just don't know what role Jake Arthur plays in this footy team, in particular in this game on Sunday night. How do you get him into the game if one of those guys don't get injured? I, I, I don't see that. Yet if you've got a Cartwright and Brown on the bench, Ryan Madison on the bench. Yeah, he's Kofusi the other one, Loz. On Madison's played in the halves as well. Yeah, he, he can play as a stopgap 5-8. Yeah. Um, but I, I just think you get more out of those guys than what you can with Jake Arthur. And if you're sitting there waiting for your half to go down, they mightn't go down. So you just don't get mm. one player on the field. So you're basically taking on Penrith with 16. Now, I, I think they'll need a contribution off everyone if they're going to win. And I would have a Bryce Cartwright ready to go or a Nathan Brown ready to go. And that may only be 15 or 20 minutes, but they could go out there and change the game. And, uh, well, Wonga Blake's the other player we're going to be watching and whether uh, Brad Arthur keeps the faith with him. And as for Tom Opachik, I think you only have to go and have a look at John Longmire and the Swans and the fact they picked Sam Reid on the weekend so fresh in the mind that you just can't take a player who's... Particularly hamstring. I mean, Clark, you know about the hamstrings really well. I mean, any sort of hint of a hamstring. Hamstrings these days, it's a month injury, isn't it? Generally oh, no, no, it depends. I reckon grade one's 10 days. But it, it, it also depends on what sport you're playing as well. Cricket, you can, I would imagine you can hide a lot more than rugby league. Like, you can feel it in sleep if it's a test match or a one-dayer. You can, you know, apart from really taking off for a run when you're running between the wickets, you can still, you can get away with your hamstring being, you know, 80%, I reckon, in cricket. I don't know, Loz, in, in rugby league, certainly in a big game, if you could do that. I don't think you could take someone into a, a rugby league grand final. Um, because the other thing, you're, you're that pumped and excited you just you, even if you forgot about your your hemi for an instant and took off at a hundred percent, you blow it. You blow it straight out. Yeah, it depends of the significance of the injury, the grading of it. Yeah, a grade one upper check might be a chance. Um, grade but, one, they say normally ten days. Yeah, because that'll give him at least fourteen days to get up from when he injured it. So he he could be a chance. But I saw some vision last night, and he was doing some run-throughs and he looked okay but then he was walking back to the trainer and I think they've reported in today's paper that he said to the trainer I think I felt it yeah so if he felt Trouble. it today or yeah. Yeah, yesterday no chance no he's no chance yeah agree he, he just can't go into that game a hundred percent fit yeah and as you mentioned Laws Taylor may uh, unlikely, so Charlie Staines will, will hold that spot on the wing. For and he does a really good job, Charlie Staines. So there's not going to lose too much with Charlie Staines there. He's been in this system for a long period of time. He slips in onto the wing there. Um, but but the big decisions will be Parramatta, what they come up with this afternoon. The betting, Penrith, the dollar thirty-eight with Tab Parramatta, three dollars ten eight and a half is the line. So seventy uh, percent of the money is for Penrith. And Dylan Edwards is best back to win the Clive Churchill medal, by the way. $8 on the second line of betting with Nathan Cleary. A very short $2.75 as it stands uh, with Tab ahead of Sunday evening. Now, well, last night the Opals beat Canada 75-72 in a pulsating match at the World Cup. Beck Allen didn't play after she suffered uh, that rib injury. Uh, against Serbia the night before. And the Aussies fell 14 points down in the second quarter, then went on a 19-0 run 
to lead by five at half time and then uh, held on down the stretch. And we'll speak to Brad Rosen uh, later this morning. But what about uh, USA? They beat South Korea 145 to 69. That's a 76 point margin, uh, which is a World Cup scoring record. So it appears that just about everyone's playing for second or silver there at the Basketball World Cup. Lauren Jackson still being used sparingly by coach Sandy Brondello. And she played eight minutes last night, six points. But Semi Whitcomb, 15 points, was superb. As was uh, Ezzy Magbagor, six, uh, had 16 points in a crucial performance from those two to get the Aussies over the line there last night. Um, now, did you see the Geelong Mad Monday uh, celebrations yesterday, Loz? They uh, you know, had a bit of a clip at everyone who said they were too old, too slow. They jumped out of a bus dressed as though they'd come from a retirement home, full with walking frames, cardigans, etc. Some people down in Victoria decided that that was inappropriate, but you know they've always done Mad Monday really well, Geelong, and just a bit of a stab at all the critics. And they're having a bit of fun. Please, everyone, just lighten up a bit. People can't have a laugh these days at anything. Some people can't. Like people take offence to everything. They've just won a grand final. They're taking a bit of a, a stab at people who thought they were too old, too slow. So they got dressed up. It's a fancy dress day. They go and celebrate. Please lighten up. Mm. <laughs> like, honestly. Uh, um, <laughs> I know. I, I, you know. I'm in your corner here. I, I just can't believe that people would take <laughs> offence to that. Oh, really? I can. That's all, that's, that's, exa- that's all people wake up for, some people. It's who can I be angry at today? Yeah, seriously. Anyway, it was good stuff. Light-hearted fun there from the Cats, and they'll be celebrating for days. Uh, in Cricket Australian, coach Andrew McDonald has re- reiterated, Clarkie, that only injury would force a change to the 15-man 2020 World Cup squad. So you've got Mitch Marsh and Marcus Stoinis, who are returning from injury or set to return from injury. We've got five T20s before the World Cup starts. And our opener is October 22 at the SCG, not far away. Against New Zealand, less than a month away, and uh, we got five uh, T20s against England and the West Indies in the lead up to that. But it looks like there will be no changes based on form, and with Cameron Green flying at the moment, obviously a lot of calls for him to be picked. Yeah, look, I, I think I I like that they're keeping the faith. Otherwise, they look quite silly. They they only picked the squad or announced the squad a couple of weeks ago. So if they're making change based on you know, three T20. If, if, if you just look at T20 format only, there's only, since picking the squad, there's only been three T20s. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think they've got a choice. I think they've got to... I, I think, well, the player we're talking about is Cameron Green coming in for Aaron Finch if they, they're to make a change. It's a massive core, um, you know, three weeks out from a World Cup opener that you drop your captain um, out of the squad. I, I think Finchie needs some runs in these five games to, you know, to, to push and make sure he's, he's walking out to bat with Dave Warner in that first game against New Zealand on the twenty second. I think he certainly needs some runs, but yeah, I, I don't think I don't think they've got any other choice. You know, I think they've got mm. to stick with the squad they've selected. Otherwise, they look silly. They look like they've got it wrong, um, and I think they've got to keep the faith in Finchie as well. Certainly for this World Cup now, 
you got you got to back him. And he, uh, if this is the last one for him, then this is the last one. But yeah, I just think for everyone's sake, it'd be nice if Finchy could probably, most importantly, him if he could make some runs in these these T's twenties leading up to the first game against New Zealand. The other thing about Finchy, he's gone through you know uh, rough rough trots before, and then he just walks out and something clicks, and it might be. You know, it might be that in this World Cup. He might make no runs leading up. That first game against New Zealand, the SCG, just might walk out and smack it. So, yeah, I think keep the faith. I, I don't... Oh, I think Cameron Green's good enough to be in that squad, though. So, but that that doesn't necessarily mean for Aaron Finch. I, I was surprised he wasn't picked in the 15 um, when they announced it. But either way, he's a young player with so much talent. He's going to be a part of all three formats in the future. Um, and if Mitchell Marsh or... Marcus Stornis doesn't come up fit, then Cameron Green has to be that first selected player for sure. Back page of the Daily Telegraph, curse killer, Moses' man to match Sterling and uh, the inevitable comparisons here from uh, the 1986 halfback for Parramatta, the great Peter Sterling. And uh, in this article, just saying that Moses is one of 36 halfbacks that have been tried at Parramatta since Sterlo retired back in, what, 1992. So we're talking, what, 30 years now. But uh, I, he's, he's been a malign player. But And I know that he didn't have his best night on Friday night. But he had, uh, as you mentioned yesterday, Loz, quite a, quite a lot going on off the field, to say the least, with the birth of his first child, what, four hours before kickoff. Lost, his, lost a grandparent last week as well. But uh, you can't question his value, Mitchell Moses, now, as far as what he's been able to deliver for the Eels. Well, it doesn't matter what we all think or what other people think. It's how Mitch plays on the day. And Mitch will be judged on his performance. And if he can lead this Parramatta team to grand final victory, he will go down as a great of Parramatta. You know, Mm. there's a lot of people that have come and gone. Peter Sterling's been the only successful halfback that has played for that club. In terms of winning premierships, Mitch can add his name to that list. And it's very exclusive and, you know, he's had his critics and we've been critical of him on this program at times, just not owning the game enough. What a wonderful opportunity it is for him. He's had his bad game and his bad game was last week and there was a lot of reasons why he possibly had that bad game. But his mind will be a lot clearer and I think Parramatta just reaching the grand final, I think they'll feel more relaxed. Mm. I, I think... Yeah, leading into a grand final qualifier, I can only imagine the nerves because, you know, they hadn't been there before and people were saying that they can't get there, they're underachievers. But now they're there, they get a great opportunity to reset. So I think that'll help them. But they are coming up against this Penrith side who have been a juggernaut. They have been so good over the last three years. There's not many weaknesses in their footy team. And if you're going to beat them, you've got to play so well for 80 minutes. You can't afford Penrith to get on a roll for 15, 20 minutes because they tear you apart. They can put points on as quick as anyone. So defensively, they'll have to be strong. And with the football, they're going to have to challenge Penrith all night. Just continually challenge them. Uh, Back page of the Herald, it's a Parramatta Fest also. Uh, Anything but quiet on the Western Front. Uh, Andrew Webster writing about, well, basically uh, how the Eels and the Panthers have repelled the AFL's incursion, particularly through, of course, GWS and the amount of money that's been spent by the AFL on that incursion into Rugby League Heartland in Western Sydney. And I think Webby's pretty well spot on here because he had the Giants make a grand final in 2019. You'd have to say they've gone backwards 
and uh, you know, wouldn't say that their footprint in Western Sydney is anywhere near probably what they had hoped. I don't know more than a decade a into the competition. They're losing a few players, GWS. So I don't know how they're going to perform next year. We know the Wanderers have gone off the boil. And the Wanderers have got a really strong supporter base out there that support them. But while they're losing, no one turns up. And that's the big issue for those sports at the moment is that they've got to win. If they, if they win games of soccer or if they win games of AFL, people will start to support them. But if they don't, people fall away pretty quickly. I reckon AFL's made more of a dent on rugby than it has league in Sydney. It's particularly big on the North Shore and the Eastern Suburbs, I yeah. would say, more so than the Western Suburbs. Yeah, West is all it's about league rugby league. league. It Simple is, as it that. Is, it is. It's, it's, it's massive. And, and you look at the people that turned up yesterday for Parramatta's Fan Day and Penrith have their Fan Day today. They'll have just as many. It's, it's born and bred into them out there. It's rugby league. Mm. Uh, also, uh, Benny Brown, as Loz mentioned earlier, on verge of grand return after months in wilderness. So Nathan Brown, who hasn't played for the better part of three months in first grade for the Eels, could return to give them some extra stout up front there in the forward pack off the bench. But uh, this report saying it's more than likely to be for Bryce Cartwright uh, rather than Jacob Arthur. Uh, Wonga Woes under high ball among NRL's worst. And Lozzie was saying yesterday, you're not sure you can carry him into the GF. Oh, not on the wing. Not if Opacek's fit. If Opacek's fit, I'm, I'm going Opacek in the centres and Bailey Simonson on the wing. I, I, I just don't think you can play Wonga Blake on the wing. He, he'll probably survive as a centre. Um, but that worries me, concerns me defensively. But... It's a grand final. You just you don't know. You, you know, even though Penrith have been there the last two weeks, they might not handle it. That last two years, they they might handle it on the day. Um, you know, they they know what it takes to win. They know what it takes to lose. Um, and Parramatta, they'll be hungry. So it it just all all comes down to eighty minutes on Sunday, regardless of what's happened over the years, regardless of what's happened throughout the week. It's uh, throughout the the year. It's it's who plays well on the night. Who puts their best foot forward and who's willing to do it for longer? We've got, by the way, later this morning after 7.30, Bryce Cartwright's Uncle John, Penrith Great, and in the Telegraph today, speaking to Dean Bulldog Richie under the headline, Cartwright Coward Claim. Uh, Jed's dad wants trainer banned for life. He hasn't missed John Cartwright in this uh, article in the Telegraph today. Uh, basically, uh, the Pete Green, the Penrith trainer physio, Cartwright says it's the height of being a coward, and if proven, he should be banned for life for supposedly sledging or making comments towards his son, Jed. The father's always going to protect his son, as they should. Uh, the chief executive of South Blake Solly in this article's also piled the pressure on for action to be taken by the NRL, so... If it's proven, should Pete Green be banned from uh, being what's a trainer he, in the What's he grand said, final? though? What's he said? I, I think you've got to find I, out what he said. Yeah, I don't think you can be banned for, you know, saying something, for, banned for life for saying something. And I and don't worry, I'm, I'm, I'm one for protect your family, overprotect your family. Um, so I, I, I get that. But, yeah, it, it obviously must have been something quite personal, I would imagine. But if it's just if it's just on the field sledged, then, I, again, there's no there's no need for... Any anyone running Gatorade to be saying a word, but it happens in 
just about all sports. But yeah, I don't I don't mind if he you know gets banned for the grand final, for example, gets stood down for that. But I don't know if you can ban him for life unless he said something that is that heavy. Yeah, well, they're saying two different things at the moment: the Pen- Penrith Club and the Souths Club about what was said. Yeah, I think you just got to get so, to the bottom of it, Mido. Yeah, what I was agree. Said, you know, you, you can't be sort of banning people at this stage without knowing what mm. the facts are. So I'm sure and the integrity was, unit will go through that today. Does that happen all the time in league, uh, like the, you know, the trainer or cause the trainers out there majority of the game? So have you like when you played? Do you ever, ever remember a trainer saying something, or when you've coached, do you remember like you know the trainer saying? Surely uh, at Origin level they get pumped up and might say something. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, they would. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm just trying to remember. I, I, I can't actually remember. It happens. Having, this is not the first a, time it's happened. No, I don't think so. I think, but I, I, it depends how personal it got. That's the mm. thing. Like, yeah, agree. I, I, I've heard trainers into referees mm. while they're out there. Oh, yeah. that should have been a penalty. You got no idea, all that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, I've got no, you know, like a bloke like Alfie, he would g the opposition up when he's out <laughs> on the field. There's Definitely. no doubt in yeah. my mind, but he'd be doing it in a way that was sort of more funny rather than mm. personal, mm. as well, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, if, if he's gone heavy with a sledge, he's in big trouble. Yeah, and rightly so. And rightly too. so. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, you, you shouldn't be sledging the players heavily, um, but we'll find out, no doubt, because the NRL in, uh, in integrity unit will investigate it and see what comes of it. 